The next morning, Samantha prepared her borrowed oh, beach house hello. for the big bash. I want half the table set up near the house and the others near the pool. Uh, ladies! Um, Cassandra, did you bring my tote? Oh, shit, where are my merits? Uh, ladies, excuse me. Hi. The waitstaff is to change in the guest cottage down near the entrance. Aren't you here to waitress? We go to restaurants. We don't work in them. Where's Richard? Richard? Well, Richard isn't here. I've got the house this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, well, where are you going? Richard told us we could hang by the pool whenever. Well, you can't pool hang today. I'm having a party at three. Oh, we'll be fried by then. <laughs> I have no cell reception at all. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. Do you know why I just threw the box away for this mic? Oh, you know, you <laughs> are you the Dakota has made me paranoid where he's the type who will keep like every box mm. of every electronic for some crazy scenario in which you mm-hmm. would need the box for your phone or your laptop. No, that's so like, the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I felt so liber I felt so free after four years to throw the box for this mic away well that's how my mom raised us she was always saved the box she to this day she's like save the box and i think we were like probably cleaning up closet some years ago and like we just realized it was just all empty boxes <laughs> and we're like of like defunct tech we're like we need to get rid of this shit now exactly and so but that i mean the that that's been my week gilly so guys welcome to the mirandas this is the season five finale and gilly and i both have covid Mm -hmm. and i i think last week's episode i apologize for how i sounded i was sniffling i thought i just had congestion woke up the next morning tested i have covid couple days later gilly Mm -hmm text me that she has COVID. My paranoid brain was like, did I give Gilly COVID? I was like, no, Sarah, you're just FaceTiming. Um, and I don't know if anyone has any advice. I've had COVID twice over the past three months and the flu. And I'm... Yeah, girl, since 2020, you've had COVID, what, like four times? I've only had three times, but I've had the flu twice. And you had the bird flu at one point, right? So I've had the flu <laughs> three times. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah, your teacher. It's not good. I, I'm sorry. I, I think that's it because I'm a pretty healthy person. Like I'm really like I'm. I feel like there are people who just live their life so recklessly who just don't get sick, and I'm like, I, I don't know. So anyway, we sound a little bit congested because we both have COVID, but we're here. We're doing it. We're here. Um, you were saying you saw Iron Iron Claw <laughs> last night. Well, in an attempt to leave the house because I told Dakota. I've lost all purpose. My life has no meaning. He's like, Sarah, it's been three days. Like, you just got to get your shit together. Like, I've not spent more time on my phone and the sofa. Anyway, we decide to go out. We're like, we're going to go see the Iron Claw. I don't know what happened to Zac Efron, but he looks like a wax figurine in Madame Tussauds Museum. What happened to his face? Didn't he get a lot of filler or something? That's what I had heard. I don't don't know know why. Allegedly, he got into an accident and there was some sort of jaw surgery, but that's what I heard. But that sounds like bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. Movie's really good, but hard to hard to look at Zac Efron in in this this film. I mean, he he looked like I I don't know. It's I don't know. Anyone who saw it, it's shocking when you when you see him on a film. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I was just like Googling it and, and people are like, what the fuck happened to Zac Efron? Um, if, yeah. an, if anyone knows, yeah, I feel like he got like weird filler or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, definitely. He wasn't doing a ton of facial acting. Um, so he's definitely been Botox filled something, but great job in the in, good in movie, the fantastic. I would say depressing movie, bittersweet ending. Uh, Wait, what is it? About I got again? home. It's about the von Eckrich von something. Oh, Dakota's really into oh, wrestling. Yeah, right. The, the, the wrestling <laughs> family and just the tragedy that came to this family. Oh wow. And 
super sad. But we got home at 8.30. Dakota made me some air fryer chicken nuggets and fries. And we watched season one of True Detective. I had never seen it. You'd never seen season one? I've never seen season one. I think I probably lied to people and said, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I just didn't have time to watch it. I'm so into it. I would love to rewatch it because it came out like 10 years ago, I think. Oh, it holds up well. First off, I like McConaughey. Didn't understand. He didn't it. win any awards for this I show, know. and he's so good in it. I'm not finished. We're on episode five. Yes, episode five. I stayed up till two thirty watching oh, it whoa. because I, well, I got a slushy at the movies, and I believe mm. it had caffeine in it. And I think that's just <laughs> you know sensitive, sensitive gal. But we got bagels this morning too, and I watched this latest episode, and it's so good. Good because I just started the new True Detective. In my COVID night country, yeah, two days ago or something. I don't know, and it's good. Interesting casting, huh? For two butch <laughs> ladies who aren't butch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, no, they. It's really good so far. It's it's weird because it's up in like by the Arctic Circle. I think I don't know Alaska. Alaska is that where the Arctic Alaska, Circle? Alaska, yeah, a place <laughs> you would never see me living. No offense to if we have any listeners in Alaska, I, was, I couldn't do it. I was pretty like, I I don't know. I was like, should I live there? It looked so beautiful. Just all the snow and everything. But yeah, it's like all that darkness would make me so depressed. I know. I mean, I'm feeling it now. I'm counting down to where Mexico. I know we've mentioned this a couple times. Gilly and I are reuniting with some friends. End of February in Mexico. We don't mean to brag, but we're going to Mexico. We don't want to brag, but we're so excited. I booked it through Costco Travel. (laughs) (laughs) We got the best deal on this beautiful place, and I'm super excited. Me too. And yeah, we're going to have a great time. And so we're just kind of counting down. We got the COVID out of the way, and we'll be all set for the trip. Okay, so you know those IG reels where like people basically sum up a tv series in like five seconds or like yeah and they'll play like different characters for example yeah can i sum up this episode in just like one sentence please do i didn't figure you as a motorcycle guy (laughs) (laughs) what you just you're not seeing what i'm seeing but (laughs) Carrie did some major, uh, she does a lot of tongue acting. She likes to lick her lips. Eating acting. Very, she does a lot of eating, licking, and we had a lot of licking of the ketchup in this episode. Yeah. That that sums it up, I think. I feel like this isn't the first time that she's been on a date and had like a hot dog or something and mustard on it. And she just does that like, that like cute, gross lick. (laughs) <laughs> she you know what <laughs> I want to go back I wish there was a way we could just go through all the footage of the series and find that because I know exactly what you're saying it's this it's weird mm-hmm. it's weird to take your tongue in front of someone and lick food off your face mm-hmm. your own face mm-hmm. but but and that, but the whole ketchup scene was so weird because I actually yelled at the TV why is she so goddamn helpless I know she's got I a know. little cup of ketchup she's got ketchup on her hand she's got ketchup on her mouth and and, he, and, and Burger is she's still like endeared to her yeah yeah exactly. she's like a baby a big old baby <laughs> SJP's so, right. eating acting is just pure choreography it's 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 a dance <laughs> it really is and I'm wondering is this intentional is this something that she likes to bring into the scenes I don't know but I've seen it throughout the series and I'm so glad you called it out should we bring people up to speed with the season five finale what's going on yes and I I do want to flag something I want to bring up later that has to do flag it (laughs) has to do with (laughs) samantha maybe i'll say it right after your recap i hope you do because there's a lot to talk about okay Okay. so this is the season five finale of of um it's only the eighth episode of the the season i love a charade Mm -hmm. the girls are headed to the hamptons for the mixed sexuality wedding of <laughs> Bitsy Von Muffling and I'm forgetting the guy's name, Nathan Lane. I forgot his character's name. Bobby. And Bobby. Bobby Lee, right? Bo- not Bobby, Bobby. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't know. Bobby. Whatever. Bobby and Mitzi's Hamptons wedding. Uh, the girls are all in different phases of relationships at this point. Samantha is acting like a divorcee and using Richard's house um, for the weekend. Charlotte is, although completely complaining about Harry, she is so into him and 
they are kind of falling in love. We have Miranda this episode who gets who has sex with Steve very surprisingly and then is kind of like I don't know grappling whether should they get back together should they not there's a lilac the baby whatever Berger shows up Carrie sees him in the Hamptons I don't know they're all in this like weird phase it's kind of like this big question mark at the end of the episode as to what's going to happen with these ladies where do you want to start with this well I can I can I tell you about my Samantha thing yeah so I loved seeing, so basically Samantha, as you recapped, is throwing this house at Richard's party in the Hamptons. Um, like she's just doing it. <laughs> she's like pulled a lot of strings. And there's this moment where Burger's about to come to the pool party because Carrie sees him there. And she's like, how do I look? Do you have a mirror? And Samantha pulls like a silver platter that food was about to be put on and she uses, shows it as a mirror to Carrie and quick, Carrie quickly adjusts before seeing Burger. And I was like, Samantha is loyal and she's a public relations queen. And I was like, I know. this is what I think. I'm going to say this once. I want to see a Samantha Jones prequel. I want to see yep. how she got to where she is as a PR lady. First off, she's so industrious. Mm-hmm. She's so well connected. Mm-hmm. She's obviously very success. I mean, like very successful financially, mm-hmm. professionally. I think this is she a show I'd want to watch for people. Yeah, she really throughout. Again, we've we've come to a lot of realizations recording this show. My love of Samantha has just deepened. Yes. She wasn't my favorite character, but this podcast has made me realize how much I love the character of Samantha. She's such a good friend. I know. And if any of the SATC writers are listening, truly having a Samantha Diaries or whatever prequel would be like so interesting because I feel like we would just get to see her like working hard, being young, discovering her sexuality, discovering that she likes, you know, what she's interested in. And like, I think it could be so an amazing coming of age story. I would love to see Samantha roughing it a little bit, like in a small little apartment, working her way up. I mean, we all love a rags to riches story. And I think she'd be the, yeah, fuck the Carrie Diaries. Give us the Samantha Diaries. Yeah. I think it would be great. Anyway. Anyway. Let's I really want to start talking about Charlotte and yes. Harry. I, yes. Dakota and I <laughs> absolutely, I mean, we were watching it this morning and it was so, it was so much fun to watch. But he did make a comment about something and I was curious what you thought. And he said, I shouldn't bring it up on the podcast. He what? said, our audience may not like it. And I was like, I think they will be able to handle it. Okay. okay. So, well, can I back up and do a, like, a, I, uh, do a little Charlotte recap of one of the things she yeah, said? Tell me, yes. Tell me, tell me what's going on with Charlotte. It was right about then Charlotte decided to be straight with us. I'm seeing someone sort of. You're in a sort of relationship? It's ridiculous. He's so not my type. Is he heterosexual? Yes. But he's bald and and short. And he talks with his mouth full. And I don't even want to be seen in public with him. And I hate his name, Harry, because he is everywhere but his head. Wow. Is the sex bad, too? It's the best sex of my life. I think I might really like him. So at brunch, they're all, because the girls are always at brunch, Charlotte kind of meagerly says i'm seeing someone sort of but he's bald and short and he talks with his mouth full and i don't want to be seen in public too and i hate his name harry because he is everywhere except his head (laughs) so great (laughs) and you see it and then she says like and then like i think samantha's like oh is the sex bad too she's like no it's the best sex of my life and all the girls like oh and you see that charlotte's really melting for this guy cut to they're in bed together eating pizza (laughs) now i would never have a box of pizza on my my bed we won't even really put it on the coffee table like that's a purely kitchen counter only well we're just gonna forget that harry's like eating sloppily she's trying to like make sure he has like a napkin it's kind of cute and she he invites her to 
No. Yes. Did he invite her to the Hamptons? Well, he did the divorce for Bitsy. He did the divorce for Bitsy. So he also had a wedding invite. And she's like, oh, I didn't really see you as a Hamptons type. And he's like, I am the Hamptons baby. I own a house and bridge. And that also I love it. <laughs> made me laugh. But she also didn't question it, which was like so weird. I would have been like, you have a house in Bridgehampton. You know, like that's so cool. I know. It was like, first off, this so this anecdotal. Is, <laughs> I, I know he's got a house in Brid- Bridgeport. Um, so she and, and she's kind of like, no, I'm not like bathing suit ready. He's like, what are you talking about? You're a smoke show. You're so hot. Like he worships her. And then she's like, no, it's your back. Your back is too hairy. And then his whole thing is like, all right, if will you come to this wedding if I wax my back? Mm-hmm. Dakota's perspective was, because we a lot of times we like to change the mm. roles. Like if a man asks this to a woman and the guy was like, all right, the only way I'll come to the wedding with you is if you wax your legs. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Or like same. you wax your, you don't think it's the it's same. not the same at all. No. Tell me why. Um, it's it's just not the same at all. <laughs> but tell me why, because I'm curious. Because this is where Dakota and I want to talk about it. This is and where my he, like he was really heteronormativity yeah. is gonna come through, or whatever it is. Maybe my misogyny. I don't know. Um, I just feel like legs, leg hair on women is like not really like noticeable, to be honest. Okay, what about um, until you wax that mustache of yours? Okay, maybe that's the equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say not legs, right? Legs is whatever. I think it was the idea that Charlotte is very prickly with Harry. Like she is very... (laughs) Nice choice of words. Um. (laughs) Right? Very, yeah, right? Really prickly with him. And he's so accommodating and patient with her. Throughout this episode, even even at the end, he says, is there anything like about me that's not annoying you today? Because then he does end up getting his backs waxed. He has a horrible reaction. He looks like diseased at the, the pool at the Hamptons party. And she's like, oh, my God, you're back. And she's like, put the shirt back on. She complains about the shirt. He's got this. He's got that. And he just lets her be her. I don't know. It was kind of nice to watch. No, I agree. But uh, I guess my brain is I had, I had some espresso this morning. Um, my brain okay, is... Wheels are turning. <laughs> wheels are turning. My brain is going down kind of a rabbit hole of why do we always have to flip flip it? I don't think that there are things that we can flip between men and women all the time. I think that's true. I do think historically on this show we've done that, especially in relation to how Samantha has treated men and how the women can sometimes come off as like predators. Like how if Carrie the like if 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 Carrie had been a guy the last episode, well she's just my prostitute. I'm just gonna go do this. I'm gonna get her into bed. So sometimes I think it's interesting to look at women's behavior through another lens because I think I think there can be some held some accountability held for how we treat totally, them. but I do. Think, we don't always have to flip it. I I agree, but I do think I guess my reasoning relates to kind of how we were talking about it last week, which is like a super hairy back for whatever reason. It can just be a lot. I don't know. It just it can be a lot. Okay, this is where I was going with it. It feels like women can critique men's appearance and expect them to abide, but men can't always critique women's appearance without seeming controlling and domineering. I just don't even agree with that sentence because they do and they have and they constantly are on Instagram and everywhere. So it's like we don't live in this vacuum where women aren't critiqued. But maybe that's appearance. in a social sense, but I mean in interpersonal relationships, like in a very specific micro relationship. Because it when, if, but I think that if I didn't like something. I if I didn't like something Dakota was wearing, I would tell him that. But I would hate if he told me that. So maybe this is a personal thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe this is me and him. I don't know. It, it might be. It reminds me of my friend Coco in San Francisco. She has this sweater that has like a lot of I, I has like a lot of ruffles on it. And when I first started dating Dave, um, I met her and I was like, oh my God, I love your sweater. 
And she's like, oh my God, Dave, her also her boyfriend's name was like, he hates it. <laughs> and it was like one of those things where it's like, I don't dress for men. Like I dress for like girlies and the gays. It was like that situation mm. where I was like, yeah, no, it's an amazing sweater. Sure, it's maybe not sexy. So, okay, that I think it's in this lens because it's like if I like because like laser hair therapy, whatever, didn't removal, didn't work on my leg. So I still have to like remove it with like a razor or whatever. I just got this new tool and to go like, oh, didn't shave your legs. And I'm like, and I remember we got into a fight when we first started dating. I was like, don't you ever make a comment about my body <laughs> hair. And then if he ever shaves his beard off, I'm like, I cannot believe you just did that. <laughs> so I maybe this is a, he and I have gotten into like conversations about like body hair before where he's like, well, I, he doesn't like hairy legs. Like he just does not like it like at all or hairy armpits or anything. I've actually heard guys saying it it's it, they don't like the prickliness of it or something well definitely probably feels weird regardless we let us know your thoughts about if is this a situation where if a man did it or even if we have to like go down that path with them i think in this scenario in this situation we can just maybe look at harry's patient attitude towards Charlotte yeah. that he really like cares about her so much that he's like you can say whatever I still find you charming and funny and he's also super confident that he doesn't care he doesn't and there's actually so <clears throat> I actually wanted to bring this up so I don't know if you knew this but since we I've been editing the pod I like look at a lot of clips obviously of sex in the city as I include you know audio and I look on YouTube mostly and a clip that's come up time and time again is this deleted scene from this episode do you know or have you heard about this deleted scene at all no what is it oh, okay for okay maybe I, I thought i had talked to you about it but basically it's a clip where they're at the pool party and charlotte sees trey there you can find it on youtube what? what yeah and and she's obviously like a little embarrassed because harry's there and like it's her new guy but trey seems really happy for her um i have i, I oh. maybe i'm butchering it but it's on youtube we'll watch it maybe we'll post it um yes let's do it because well that would change the story so much because there's this element with charlotte and harry of their private relationship mm -hmm. and their public relationship mm -hmm. and how charlotte really enjoys them privately and publicly she's very aware of how they come off and this comes up later in the relationship where she says something very cruel and so to have trey there as an ex witnessing it because we all have that fantasy or it's a known fantasy like oh you run into an ex and you've got the hot upgrade right or the hot something and they're jealous and in this case would trey be jealous of seeing harry because physically he's not that a as attractive but he's very charming he's successful and mostly he's making charlotte happy so i, I don't know it's it's that I, I can't wait i really want to watch that scene that's interesting yeah yeah it's super interesting um but uh yeah uh is there anything else you wanted to talk about or sorry well i'm trying to think about well okay so let's finish up charlotte and harry they harry drops this bomb on her oh, at yes. the end of the episode and yes. it's this hilarious line and I wrote it down that Charlotte her her retort you know Harry didn't really expect things to go so well with Charlotte and she ends up saying you know I think I'm falling in love with you he says the same thing but he's kind of like like where can this this go and Charlotte is like what what do you mean and he's like Charlotte I'm Jewish like I, I have to marry a Jew and Charlotte's response is, she can marry a gay guy, but you can't marry an Episcopalian. <laughs> I have that line down. Yeah. And refers to uh, Bitsy marrying um, uh, Bobby. And so this kind of leaves Harry and Charlotte in this limbo. Obviously, we know what happens with them. But this is leading Charlotte into the season six, where we know that this is this whole new part of her life, religion, and converting for, for Harry. Wonderful. And Jewish. So? So, where can this go? I don't know. Let's find out. Charlotte, I have to marry a Jew. She can marry a gay guy and you can't marry an Episcopalian? What do we do now? I don't know. 
dance. Apparently, Charlotte had the Zaza Jew. Would you ever convert to Judaism for for a partner? Yeah. Or religion? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it depends what religion. I think I would if it was important to that person. Um, but if it was important for like bigger picture reasons, not if it was because they were super devout. Because if they were super devout, um, I probably wouldn't be dating them. Um, but if it was yeah. for like family reasons or whatever, it's it's so inconsequential to me, then yeah, why not? Totally on the same page. Yeah, someone who was super devout, we probably wouldn't be together in the first place. Yeah. And they, yeah, like the values probably wouldn't be there. So I'm still loving Harry and Charlotte. I thought they were so sweet. I, my favorite scene was when he had like sauce all over his face. And instead of licking it off <laughs> oh, like, like yeah. Carrie, that was so he just like smo- he just smooches her and he's just so sweet with her. And I thought, yeah. So I know. I, I really love, love how affectionate he is with her. And she really needs that. I think, you know, and if we're talking yeah. about like, you know, like, in public versus in private. Like, I I remember when she first met Trey, they were, like, on that boat or whatever. Or not when they first met, but when they were first, like, out together and he met Carrie and they were out on some boat tour or something around the city. And it was just mm-hmm. so public looking. Like, oh, we're so happy. We complete each other's sentences. Look at us. But this felt like such a sweet kind of genuine moment between Harry and Charlotte. Yes, this is the most genuine relationship that she's been in. And Trey was so, remember like the, the watch and, and he was so, it was so waspy yes. in this way. And yes. it's so interesting that now he's, that she has this like down to earth Jewish guy who's just like, just so real, authentic. I don't know. It, it really, we're so happy for Charlotte. And I don't know, this this is my favorite relationship probably in the series. And I'm, I'm I think people will feel. Maybe yeah, feel, no, feel I think it's, a, it's actually really, I think it's great writing that they had this, plot point for Charlotte because I mean Trey was a great plot point too um but it's nice to see you know when the show first started I feel like obviously Carrie was more of the center of things and then Miranda was the next kind of relationship girly it's nice to see in season five and this is the finale just like so many just like so much more depth to all of the characters um, and speaking of Miranda, we get a, a Steve appearance in this episode. <laughs> it is prime summer. I'm loving the like summer energy in the episode. Warm. This this is a definitely warm weather kind of series. And Miranda and Steve, in a moment of intimacy, have sex. And it's so interesting to rewatch this now that we've seen it just like that because you mm. see how. Not accidental, but just their relationship was just this. It was, yeah, it just wasn't super. It was never intentional. It yeah. just kind of happened. Yeah, that's a that's a great way of putting it. It was actually like, yeah, it was. It was funny to me how there was like another bed faux pas, in my opinion, because basically, I know it. <laughs> I was just imagining you see Steve. He's in bed. It's very clear that it's super hot in New York City and there's a fan going. And Miranda comes back from her work, which means she was on a sweaty commute. And you can just tell that she's sweaty and she's in heels. And she lays in bed with her shoes on. And I mean, when I lived in New York, I would get in the shower, kick those shoes off and get in the shower before I touch any surface because it is... That humidity is so disgusting. I just was like so offended. <laughs> uh, yes. And we, Dakota and I both noted the the, uh, the shoes on the bed is so summer heat. I, I don't know what it is. And I, and I, shoes, I feel like yeah. in other places, if you've lived in the New York City for a certain amount of time, you mm. just know you do not wear shoes inside of a house. No, you don't. It's disgusting. So I feel like as a New Yorker, I don't Disgusting. I don't think that rang true. I don't I think that she would have taken her shoes off and she would never have worn heels. Maybe it shows that she's delirious, she's a new mom, she's tired, she doesn't care whatever. But yeah, the sweaty Ugh. public transit clothes and shoes Ugh. on the bed. Yeah, you're Ugh. right. Second Ugh. bed faux pas of, of the Yeah. The pizza grease from the pizza with Charlotte. Ugh, there was so much Ugh. 
gross. The things we notice after watching this show. Um, anyway, so Miranda in this episode, though, is just kind of, she ends up going as with Carrie to, as her date to this wedding. She brings Brady along. I love how anti-baby Samantha <laughs> is and how she's just not afraid so to say mean. it. <laughs> she's multiple times is like, no baby. This baby's going to ruin my party. And then Miranda's like, fuck it. I'm bringing ba- Brady to the party. And so I just like that they're such real friends that Samantha can be so honest. There's no like talking <laughs> shit. It's just like, no, you will not bring my I child. I so mean though. <laughs> Do you think Samantha's mean in this situation? Yes, or is she just like Yeah. She's, she has like a hundred person party at least. Like a baby's not going to be seen <laughs> at all. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Guess, He's not coming. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, if you look at it, the party was just so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, maybe this is a good segue into Richard's bimbos. Like how many like descriptors did Samantha give to these big titted <laughs> women who showed up at the house? I have to say, I I laughed a lot in this episode. A lot. Yeah. Um, really funny and i died when samantha threw the cantaloupe through the window and and carrie signaled with her finger crazy are you crazy (laughs) perfect everything's going out right on time um there's no tab in here what are you doing in my refrigerator it's richard's refrigerator i stocked it did you see any rice crispy treats richard usually leaves those around for us no i didn't and those lemons are for the drinks. Drinks I paid for. Whatever. And I also paid for the food. In fact, the only thing at this party that you two actually paid for are your breasts. Jealous? Oh, yes. I'm jealous. I'm just dying to look like this. <laughs> well, maybe if you did, you'd be out here with Richard. Snap! <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, people who borrow glass houses shouldn't throw cantaloupes. So this is after, you know, Samantha's throwing this big party at Richard's place. Mm-hmm. And these girls, Richard says they can, they can use the pool all the time. They are dressed in the most quintessential Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, mm-hmm. early aughts outfits. That was kind of my ancient scroll was how, what they're wearing. Oh, yeah. but it's also that style's kind of coming back in a way. But... Anyway, the girls are there. They're dressed so... They look like Playboy bunnies. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be a classy party. At one point, they take their tops off. Samantha's so frustrated. She's bought the food, the booze. They're eating the snacks. And at one point, um, (laughs) I think Samantha says, like, the only thing I didn't pay at this party, like, are your breasts, implying that they have fake boobs. And I think one of the girls says, like, well, maybe if you had looked like us, Richard would have, you would still be with Richard. Yeah. And Samantha's like, oh, I'd really want to look like this. And she has, like, the the cantaloupes, <laughs> throws it through the glass. People are staring. It's a really, really funny well, scene. Well, um, the girl I'll, I'll retorts, well, Instagram. maybe you, if you did, Richard would be here with you. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. Then then throws it. Um, So Samantha's a little unhinged in this episode with party planning, but so good. The but no, I was so frustrated with those stupid girls who were there. But and it's just like you mentioned, you're throwing this party, and you just have these like women with fake tits with their tops off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It was so so good. and Charlotte's like, I cannot believe those women. And then, I don't know, Harry said, Harry had some good retort. Like, oh, something at Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Silicon Valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was good. But I um, feel like that's okay. like a lot of girls I see around L.A. and maybe even New York where it's like they're in groups and they're young and they like have very little clothing on and like kind of feel entitled to everything at that in the moment you know and you're kind of like "Mm, okay like (laughs) i'll move along okay yeah you're not special like i don't know maybe that's mean of me to say but i no it, it absolutely is and i think like there's something about groups of young people that's very threatening because they get into like group three, group think, and they're 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 unpredictable. <laughs> that's it. Um, I have oh to say gosh. that actually, I want to talk about the opening scene of this yes. episode because I was cracking up. <laughs> okay, what scene? What, what t- tell us what like part? the first scene where Nathan Lane is on the piano. 
sorry, one moment, <clears throat> playing like all his, you know, jazzy hits, musical hits, <laughs> and Bitsy Von Muffling comes around and she's announcing that she's getting married. And someone goes, who's the lucky stud? And Nathan Lane goes, me. And Carrie bursts out laughing. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Well, because she, because Carrie thinks it's like an absolute joke. There's no way. So this leads us to the the biggest joke, the biggest mm-hmm. plot of, of the episode is that her friend Bobby, who's clearly gay, is getting married to this woman. Mm-hmm. And all of the signs are pointing to this man is gay. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know if Bobby was ever out. Right. Is that kind of the overarching theme is that people just assumed he was gay well, based he, on his interests? He did say like, when we met, you took aerobics. When we met, you took aerobics. Sorry, I can't talk because of this cold. When you, it's okay. <laughs> when we met, you took aerobics. When we- <laughs> <laughs> You got this. Let's land this plane. You got it. When we met, you took aerobics and Stanny had hair. Like, uh, my, that- my understanding was that they, like, all went out together and it was, like, obvious that he was, like, maybe on the gay men scene. I don't know in, in New York in the 80s, but. Um, I know. It was kind of tough because throughout, but because the people are kind of cruel throughout the episode about <laughs> no, sexuality. I know. I, I don't know if this aged super well, and because at every point in this episode, they're making a joke that he's not hard enough. He's yeah. not interested enough. He's so gay. What is she doing? <laughs> and so it's like they're really, and even at their the wedding, they're all making jokes but I about think he it. Is gay? I think. But, he is, yeah. Because d- didn't they end up saying it in just like that? Bitsy admits to it, but it was the best sex she had, though. I can't remember. I feel like that sounds right, but I think the whole point is that, like, which maybe we don't know, and they don't explicitly say. Like, I think he was like is gay, like, and but they're st- still getting married. Um, well, I think, it, and Marcus kind of puts it so succinctly. Marcus is always oh, yeah. like the, the seer, so. like the wise man in the corner, <laughs> like the attractive hot guy. And he's like, well, maybe he just like makes her laugh. And at the <laughs> end, end of the episode, Bobby says, you know, I do love her for anyone who, you know, had money on it. And I think sexuality doesn't necessarily equate to how someone loves somebody. Like mm-hmm. it seems like they're deep friends and they're playful and they're sweet with each other. Mm-hmm. And I this concept of like a mixed sexuality relationship I thought was really interesting that you could have people who come mm-hmm. at a certain point in their life who who have different needs mm-hmm. and regardless of the person's gender those needs can be met like regardless of sexuality that was just an interesting relationship to portray because they looked so happy they did and as Miranda said this is my Miranda sarcasm line it feels good to be sarcastic she goes I find the love facade the most offensive part. We're adults. We can handle it. Bitsy should say, I'm getting older. I want companionship. Or Bobby should say, the hot men don't go for me, for me anymore. But don't put, but don't print up invitations and call it love. So I think that's a bit harsh. I do find it funny that it's like, yeah, <laughs> love is the, mo- <laughs> the love facade's the most offensive part. But um, no, I do think that companionship is at the core of why i think they're probably together um yeah and i and i well and in and, and carrie's whole thing this whole episode you know she got this little thing her little pun is the zaza zoo or the zaza whatever yeah, the zaza zoo, and yeah. she's wondering how could this relationship sustain itself without that but maybe this relationship transcends the need for like sexual companionship and it it goes to that deeper mm-hmm. more stable place of just friendship which i think a lot of long-term relationships are based on they're not necessarily based on the, that like oh we're so fiery together we're so sexually compatible it's like this deeper we care for each other um, yeah and i feel like i mean i don't i don't know what the stats are around marriage these days but i feel like less people get married probably than at that time if if i were to guess yeah. and it, yeah. and it's 
you know, I think that's large in part that like, I don't think people need to feel to, you know, define their relationships quite as much anymore. I think that Mm -hmm. people can have all all sorts of relationships. And, but I do agree with Carrie because she does say when it comes to saying I do, is a relationship a relationship without the the Zaza Zoo? So I do, I do agree with her. Like Mm. there is like, if I am going to like, go through all the hoops to like put a ring on it and get married in the Hamptons. I'd at least hope to have like some butterflies in my stomach, you know, as she describes yes. Zaza Zoo. But, um, at the but same, then you yeah. look at Bobby and Bitsy walk mm-hmm. away and he's like tickling her butt and grabbing her and kissing her. And so I, it is interesting. Are they performing interests? Also, Are they actually, or, or honestly is sexuality a spectrum and he could feel that way. The like, latter. He's not 100%. fully gay, you know? Hundred percent, the latter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like even our conversation feels archaic in some ways. Yes. Like it's like, yeah, I think for many people, it's real. You know, it's just it's not even like something you need to like think about. Like it's just like, oh, I'm attracted to like this person makes me feel a certain way, and I want to pursue it. Great, love it, love that for you. Yeah, go for it. And I think a lot of the times in this in this series has really talked about this um and kind of shown its colors that they don't think that like bisexuals exist Mm. and so there's a lot of like maybe called bi erasure in which Mm -hmm. bi people don't exist like you don't actually believe a guy could be interested in both you don't actually Mm -hmm. believe a guy who slept with men could possibly be interested in women and so i think that in itself dates it that even their framework for this relationship, they're like, what? This guy who likes theater and comes off as gay could be into a what? Like, you know, and it's like the the paste, the Chelsea pastry chef. Oh, right, right, Charlotte's right. It's like, oh my God. So I think this is very telling of the time and of the show. And I don't think this would be on TV now. No. Um, because, yeah, I think there'd be much more like flexibility in how we think about people's sexuality and relationships. But they really everyone goes in on this I mean, throughout this set. I they're was, so mean i laughed out loud when i think carrie goes or maybe no charlotte goes i thought he was gay and miranda goes uh yeah mr broadway has to go tinkle that has to be the gayest sentence ever uttered and carrie goes <laughs> he doesn't need the money he's one of the original vesters in a chorus line Miranda goes, just when you thought you'd never hear a phrase gayer than Mr. Broadway has to go tinkle. (laughs) Or when when Carrie's like, I almost passed out when he started grating cheese on Marcus's abs. Because he's like so like in fat that when Marcus is like in a bathing suit and Bobby is like so infatuated with his like beautiful body. And Bitsy's just like loving it. And (laughs) maybe she's into it. She's probably into it. Um, just for you context, know, I don't know. Just for context, though, or for background, um, I really liked this like inclusion. Is that a word? Yeah, I really liked this inclusion of Nathan Lane because this was right around when Nathan Lane and SJP's husband Matthew Broderick did the producers on Broadway, um, which was a huge hit. Yes. And um, yes, that was in I was I looked it up and it was the producers opened the musical adaptation opened in April 2001 and ran for twenty five hundred performances. And then this episode aired on in September of 2002. So this must have been like on that height of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane in pop culture. And then the movie adaptation was in 2005. So this is a prime moment for SATC. Was was Nathan Lane in Stuart Little? (sighs) Or was he in Mouse Hunt? (laughs) I could not tell you. (laughs) Because that's all I really recognized him from. I'm not really a Broadway theater kind of gal. Like the, the show he did in the beginning with the piano, Gun to My Head, that's like my worst like entertainment choice possible (laughs) i do not like piano bars i don't like quippy little broadway type things i'm very anti-musical theater (laughs) thank you for sharing and yet i have the person and yet i have the personality of someone who would like love musical theater so i think it's very confusing for people but i so i just don't i don't know a lot about nathan lane yeah i mean i just either way just wanted to share that fun fact because um this is by the height of his fame. Yeah. Well, and I know they're cool. still good friends. Yeah, it's also cool that like 
SJP like hooked that up or Matthew Broderick hooked that up for um, him to come on the show. Um, yeah. What was something was else good... that was funny? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, Bitsy and I are unfianced. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that he said that. Like, yeah, I'm, that does sound a little gay. <laughs> unfianced. Oh, well, my Mr. Gosh. Broadway has to go tinkle before he can tinkle. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's an outrageous man. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable dating this person. Like, I would, it would make me feel very insecure. <laughs> he's just so outrageous. Um, should we talk okay. about Carrie and Burger? We have to. Oh, oh. oh my jacket. Sorry. Oh, gee, I hope there aren't grass stains. No, 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 it's old. Okay, bye. Bye. The man could not get away from me fast enough. Apparently, it's a short road from commissary to misery. Oh, 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 are you okay? Gilly, are you as put off by this guy as I am? Yes. Yes, I am. He's really, like, I think he suffers from, like, deep depression and anxiety and insecurity. No, I think. He's a mess. I think he's, like, someone who probably needs, like, a lot of therapy. Like, I think he's a man of that time that probably needs an insane amount of therapy and wasn't getting it. Absolutely. And in, instead of therapy, he's buying motorcycles. He has a house in the Hamptons, which didn't what? make sense. Financially, it did not make what? sense. Yeah. Maybe real it. estate was like different no. during that time, but it was still seen as kind of a cool thing. Oh, I have a house there. I have a house here. Yeah. That didn't make no. sense that he had a house. But maybe he did have one hit book or something. Did he? he I don't know. You know, real book? estate on this show doesn't make sense, but. He is going. Carrion's up seeing him on the way up to the Hamptons. Of course, riding a motorcycle. Like everyone runs into each other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't run into anybody. It's just so so (laughs) unrealistic. I I can run into my crush. Right? And so he's got this motorcycle. It's kind of funny that he really can't ride it. It was clearly this like ridiculous response to in his insecurity. He buys this motorcycle, and. And I love that the motorcycle comes back into play in the next couple episodes between him and Carrie. I love it. So we'll, 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 we'll be on motorcycle watch. And he ends up getting invited to the wedding by the groom, as he said. He yeah. randomly ran into Bobby at the grocery store. And Again, everyone I, just knows each other, but okay. And they have this like small intimate wedding and yet all these like random ass people are there. Like how many friends do they people have if your divorce lawyer's there and like yeah. a random guy, whatever. Um. So Carrie Berger ends up going to Samantha's party and Carrie like talks his, she like vents too much. As she calls it, she said too much too soon. She was emotionally slutty. Boy, have we all felt that before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or at least I have. Oh, yeah. It's, well, she kind of word vomited, really. Yeah, she did. And I was going to ask you, do you think that, I don't know if I would put a Carrie tracker on that moment though would you she i think she was trying to be connect funny connect he was talking about his breakup but she took it way too far and you're just watching her like dig a deeper hole yeah that scene felt pretty relatable it kind of reminds me of like that feeling like if you you've drank and the next day you're like did i just tell everybody that (laughs) i think she probably had like an emotional an emotional hangover after that conversation with Berger. And it really wasn't anything bad, but she was talking about Aiden and what happened. Oh, you're right. You're right. And, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And all these things and breakup and why would anyone want to do this? And he's fresh off a big breakup. And so he kind of just like bounces and he says, I've got to go. He like pulls his jacket out from under her, causing her to like roll He's over, like, I've got a six funny. hour bike ride. Like, <laughs> but like I would two rather miles, take six hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know, Carrie and Berger. It, this is I love watching this. Yes, rewatching it because you see how ill fated this relationship was. It was never going to work. It was, it's I mean, it, it gets started on such a dysfunctional note. It's I thought it will one. I thought it was very unrealistic that Berger shows up later to the wedding. 
And yeah, he's always showing up late. And he's like, I'm not crashing. Like we ran into each other at the grocery store. I was like, why was he at the grocery? Like, okay, nothing makes sense. Okay, whatever. I know. Um, the gro- Why would the groom be there? Um, but like the red flag is when he said like, I wasn't sure if I was up for all that again. And then I thought maybe we should go on a date before we break up. And I was like, they just saw each other like on the side of the road yesterday at like a f- food stand, food truck. It's there's like they're this, both what unwell. I know. Like it's, they haven't yeah. even gone on a real date. They just like sat on the grass on the lawn and like chit chatted. But like I just thought it was such a weird thing to say. Like we should go on a date before we break up. Like whoa, what? <laughs> And, you know, in, in this whole time since, because Carrie met him a couple episodes ago, she's under the impression that he's in this relationship. He's living with his girlfriend. Now he drops a bomb that he, he's actually broken up. So maybe that's why he's in the Hamptons. Like, who knows what's going on? But it is, he's depressing. The relationship, I think, is just one that's formed through desperation. And Carrie's been lonely. She's been lonely throughout the whole season. She hasn't really dated. She hasn't really, she's gone back to an ex for sex. She's in a place where she's totally directionless. And I think that, I just think she's she's lonely. And I think Berger's available and she's projecting but he's a lot not onto him. available though at the same time. Like, oh, you're right. Well, but he's not emotionally available. Well, yeah. he's, he's kind of that quintessential guy who like maybe you like talk with on hinge or something or you meet quickly and you go on a date and you think it's like going well and they seem like very positive but then they're like oh I thought I could do this but like I just got out of a thing and like I really like want to get back into the swing of things but it's really hard and scary and so they kind of like back out I feel like that's burger in a nutshell oh my god I remember that remember that one guy I dated, but I like seriously dated him. And then the long ass text he sent me to like break up with me. He's with like, the ear and I'm like, remember the we've talked about like, it. On sadly, this <laughs> sadly, I'm texting from another plane. I've been so busy. I'm like, oh, okay, Mr. Film Guy flying first class. This ear infection, boo hoo, Mr. Jet like, Setter. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. And then he ended up getting with someone right after. Just clearly wasn't right. But the ex- the, the, the busyness excuse or the like the not available. It's like, ah, just be fucking like, you're just, ugh. Yeah, but I think with Burger, not though, Burger seems like, I don't know. He seems like kind of like anxious and annoying or something. Like he just seems like he wants so bad to like have something like in the same way that Carrie does, like have something work. Wouldn't it look so good if like I got with another writer? Like we would They're be cut s- from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah, we would be so great together. And then it just like really crashes and burns. I Yeah, they're the good example of two people who are wanting something and projecting those wants onto somebody who's not going to be able to fulfill them. Yeah. Like it's more the idea of a relationship yeah, than the rela- totally. relationship itself. And because you just see like... This is one of the m- bigger disaster relationships. Like, there's never a good time for yeah. them, ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking scrunchy. I'm thinking the Prada shirt. I'm thinking the motorcycle yeah. ride. I'm thinking the poster. Like, we know what's coming with this couple, yeah. and it's just bad. But, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe this is karma for how she treated Aiden. I don't know. But it is interesting to, like, you know, I don't know. I just, my brain went down kind of a rabbit hole of, like, conceptually they should work together Mm. um but then you look looked at you look at arranged marriages where people are like probably even more different than carrie and burger for like potentially and they they like make it work or something you know, I don't, I, I think with, and I know, ex- and oh, I don't really know I what know I'm exactly saying, what, but <laughs> no, 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 I know what you're saying, but Carrie and Berger are both self-involved in the same way that's just not compatible. Got it. Big is yeah. self-involved, but detached enough that ke- it keeps Carrie's interest. Yeah. Whereas Berger and Carrie both practice like massive self-deprecation and they have massive insecurities. Yet yes. they are highly like sensitive and they're just cut from the same cloth, but not in a compatible way. Yes. Because Big is self-involved. Yes. Right? Like Carrie's self-involved. But Big's not insecure. No. 
No. Whereas Burger is. And I think Carrie, in a way, is insecure, but she couldn't be with an insecure man. Yes. I, I, I think that's true. I think... Yes. We're going to have to deep... We're gonna, give us your burger theories, guys. Let I, us know why do burger and Carrie not work? Yeah, and I'm actually going to throw another question at, out at you guys, which... Oh, Sarah, tell Sarah me. put this on the gram. Put this on the gram. I'll put it up. Um, I know that this is a Cosmo type of question, but like... Can opposites attract and work out? Yes. You know how they say opposites work, like attract or whatever? But like, I don't know if that's... Dakota and I are opposites. But Okay, that is bullshit because... <laughs> you don't think so? I think he and I are very, very different. Because you've told me that you guys are very similar. Oh. Like with anxiety. <laughs> well, mm, no, but this is the thing. You can't have anxiety about the same things, okay. okay? And this is where anxious people, like he has anxiety over wrinkles and stains in shirts. Oh and I my just don't God. get that, right? I like that's crazy. That, yes. Whereas like I have anxiety over terrorism, over us <laughs> getting into a car accident. Like stuff that you just, <laughs> he, like, just, he just made it sound like, you just like anxiety snobbed Dakota. <laughs> you just made it sound like your you're anxiety. Sarah, you so, definitely have small anxieties too. Yes, this is true. No, no, I have <laughs> like terrible anxiety like about global, political, geopolitical. Like, like, for example, he needs to go to the airport, so he gets very stressed at the airport. Whereas, like, I'm cool as a cucumber. So, there's times I don't know what it is. He and I are able to just like balance each other out. Great, but we're very, we're very, very. He, I would just say he and I are. I would say Dakota and I are more different than we're similar, but we're compatible. Yeah. So your differences have to be compatible with the other person's differences, which makes you in a way kind of just, I think we're talking about differences, similarities, compatibility. Yes. Burger and Carrie are both similar and they're not compatible. I think, and yeah, maybe they're way too similar then. They're way too similar. And like you even see with their jokes, they're always trying to one up, be the one who says yeah. the pity, pithy little comment. They're they're pretty, they're pretty witty. They're both smart. Yeah. But they're just like, so your question of can opposites, I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like if I didn't have COVID brain, I'd be able to articulate I know, my this. brain is and like. I, like our, I, we're just, we're not firing at all cylinders here. <laughs> so I need like my sister, Catherine, to like completely come in here and just like take over I mean, and tell me what's I feel like if we put up the poll people are going to be like yes or no but like I want more like nuanced responses about the attraction of opposites it'll be a write-in or yeah write-in no but like when I in a hundred words or less <laughs> tell me. when I think about myself for example like for for years I've always been in the camp of like I don't want to date someone with anxiety. And when I have dated people who don't have like the same kind of high anxiety as me, it's actually been almost a problem because I, I, they don't understand (laughs) and I want them to understand. And then I, it's like, I need you to understand like what, like that. Yes. This X, Y thing, Z thing is irrational. But like with people with anxiety can understand that thing instead of like ridicule it. Yes. And I, yes. And I, and I think, so here's an example with, with Dakota is that he may not understand, but because he's a patient, compassionate person, he offers support. So he doesn't understand any of the crazy stuff that I'm worried about. (laughs) But what he, what he is though, is he's a patient, funny person. Mm -hmm. And if you have somebody who has a good sense of humor, who can be patient, Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily need to understand it, but they can be supportive. But I know exactly what you're Mm -hmm. saying because it's kind of like when you tell me something, and I'm like, I yes, totally get yes, what you're saying there, yes. girl. Like, do you say no yes. more. We're going to just totally get into this. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I think like, you know, if do you want to date someone like that? Or do you want to date someone who can be really patient with you, but not maybe be bogged down by the same things as you? Because if you have two people who are bogged down by the same things, I don't know. I think I don't know. both I think, of those options I think it can work good. either way. I would date both yes. of those options. I don't want to date someone who doesn't understand and won't understand yes you need someone who's understanding and compassionate and maybe who doesn't have the same worries as you but understands the weight of worries and how that can impact somebody and that's something i really looked for in in a relationship and i think anyone who deals with anxiety i'm really curious i'm sure there's a lot of people who have anxiety whose maybe partner doesn't also can we like um 
figure out why men are always so anxious about getting to the airport on time. Like that's become like a TikTok joke. It's like dad's getting to the airport like 10 hours I early. Know. Like it's it truly is, well, a male yeah. trait. I don't understand it. I don't know either. We got to we gotta put it out there. We've only had more male listeners. I mean, you know that my dad used to, we'd have to go to like the movies like 45 minutes early and bring a book. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah, we couldn't be late to the movies. I mean, this is the, the this is before you could like choose 90s. your own seats. So yeah. I think he really only wanted to sit yes. in one area. Yes, I get if it. We couldn't sit in, if we couldn't sit there, the whole thing was fucked. And so it's just like, well, we I so love early. that there's now seat reservations. There was a time where I thought it was bullshit, yes. but now I love it. I think it's great. Oh, it's brought order. It makes mm-hmm. sense. There are seats that are more valuable just based on their positioning to Would the they screen. Price them I, higher? No, they don't. Some 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 theaters do. The middle seats are priced higher, so you, it's almost like an airplane now. What what theater is that? Yeah, because like truly, if you think about it, I'm sitting in the let's say middle. I've middle, never like heard of this seat. ever. Oh yeah, in New York City, you 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 the seats are you can pay more for the better seats. Maybe Damn. they've changed it, but I have paid. For, well, actually, no, I was so cheap. I was like, no, I'm not paying those three dollars. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh no, hell no. If you like, I'm yeah. surprised because like apparently like they need more people to go to the movie theaters because everyone since COVID now streams. But who knows? Maybe certain certain select theaters are like that. Um, Maybe, but um, anyway, we- uh, tell tell us your thoughts about um if, for listeners. Let us know if you. Th- I'll put this on Instagram about opposites. Carrie Burger, give us your theories why this specific compatibility doesn't work. You guys are so smart and interesting. Whenever you guys DM us, I'm like, damn it, I wish I had mentioned that. So yeah, please, please call us out and and you know help us get to the bottom. Please of this. do. Let us know if the Carrie Burger dynamic. Or if just burger triggers something for you, like in your Ooh, romantic you tr- yeah, dating life. Like I think for yeah. I think the reason why like burger was such a memorable character is that it, it really does kind of pull at our like heartstrings or angry strings or you know, it dating pulls strings in something. some way. Yeah, I yeah. Good point. I don't know. Is it burgers? Burgers an interesting one. So let us know your theories. Um, okay, fashion callouts. Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Oh, love the fashion in this episode. When god, they do a Carrie pan of the four girls at the wedding, they all look so beautiful in their own unique way. That pan. They they totally. Um, dressed the characters as the characters mm-hmm. in that wedding scene with what mm-hmm. each one is wearing like you know carrie's got mm-hmm. her little unique spin samantha's sexy mm-hmm. charlotte's classic miranda's kind of like very mm-hmm. functional um i love the light the lilac theme throughout there's mm-hmm. pinks and purples and blues and greens and um, i thought charlotte charlotte just looks so beautiful this season mm-hmm. i think she's oh really God. hit her stride yeah um i didn't love carrie's hair at the end that kind of weird flip but it's pretty fun it's it has it has like an opinion i was gonna say right i was gonna say that this is an iconic carrie look for sure like that blush yes. balloon tube dress with her like short hair straightened in this like quasi bump it look it's teased so fucking much yeah i mean i don't like it but it definitely is iconic for the series like if you see that thumbnail you're like oh i know that episode what that episode is um exactly i I do have a call up for the beginning of the episode when they're at the piano bar i loved miranda's black tube dress with this bronze chunky statement necklace and her hair her strawberry blonde red hair looked amazing Miranda is post baby. Baby's going to be, you know, one at any time or maybe, I don't know. And I feel like she's like going to find her stride soon, like post baby, feeling a little bit better, looking a little bit better, coming back to herself. I love a black tube dress. Mm. <gasps> Looks fantastic. I may be packing one for Mexico. <laughs> you might be. I might be. I have to order it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Actually, some bathing suits just, just arrived. Um, so, okay, and then I also loved Carrie's white little overlay yes, linen me too. shirt. It's hiding her pregnant belly, but she had these cute little black pants on. I thought it was a really fun, fun outfit. And I also, this is like, again, I really, this is when Carrie's short hair is working, in my opinion. Like, if I had a natural olive complexion, I'd chop off my hair immediately and get some hot, more highlights. Like, I loved her little kinky short bob that has like the 
bronze highlights in it. I, th- I think she looks SJP looks amazing. Um, her hair is going to get yeah. even better at the first part of of season six when it's short. It's at her shoulder. She's mm. got these great highlights. Um, yeah, I mean, she, Sarah Jessica Parker has incredible hair, and I love that they've done so. She's gone through so many different it's phases fun. throughout the series. Yeah. It's really fun. Even if you don't like it, you have something to say about it, which yeah. I think is interesting. And then I actually loved Charlotte's white bucket hat with the applique flower petals on it. Like I just Oh my god, and that cute, like so beautiful cute. cobalt blue suit. Yes. She looked amazing. She looked amazing. And then I also love Stanford's fit. He had this like blue hat and blue glasses and seersucker shirt with pink chinos. And I feel like I feel like it's very early aughts and we see that look a lot. <laughs> I know. And I'm also so happy for Stanford. Stanford Me and too. Carrie calls it out. She's like, you did it. The guy, the house. I think they're staying at like Marcus's maybe family home in yeah. the Hamptons. And yeah. they're just like, it's just so lovely. And we're so, I'm so happy for Stanford. And um, it's funny to, to see him now as, as a monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. So season five went by so fast. There's only eight episodes. It's the shortest season because of Sarah Jessica Parker's pregnancy. Um, It's a really fun season. I'm trying to even think the first episode is her like running through the city, New York, alone. Right? That rainy day. She's seeing a movie. And we end the season with her possibly getting with Berger. And yeah, and then we have Miranda had the baby. Now she's sitting there being gagged with Steve. We started off uh, Samantha in the season getting back with Richard, then then staying at Richard's house. And then Charlotte, I know, is getting divorced or had she, yeah, she was separated. So then you see her kind of find love again. So it's kind of interesting how a short season kind of brought all the girls to a new place in their life. And it sets us off for the final season. I cannot mm-hmm. believe we're going to start recording season mm-hmm. six. I know. I know. I'm excited. So what are you rating this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I j- it, j- it just flashed in my mind, and I'm going to give it a, should we say at the same time? Three, Three two, two, one, five. 4.25. Oh. Oh, oh we're off. <laughs> oh, we are very off. Oh, we're off. Oh, I gave it. I up. went with a five. I thought it was. I was <sighs> laughing out loud. I loved the burger that was there. Like burger was there, and then Harry and Charlotte, and then Samantha throwing the thing through the window, and then Miranda and Steve get together. I just thought it was action packed. Damn, I could be influenced. I I don't know why I'm sticking at four point two five. I loved the episode last week so much, and that was so close to being a five. I. They're also in the What Hamptons. was it about this episode? Uh, I know. You're so right. This is such a good episode. I might give it a 4.5. Perfect. We're, we're going to go to a 4. <laughs> I am easily persuaded. <laughs> I had to manipulate you. <laughs> Talk about compatible. <laughs> well, um, that was season five of Sex and the City's Miranda's fam. And um, thank you guys for bearing with us. We both have kind of COVID brain. Yes, and we do. <laughs> I know. But we're so excited to start season six. Um, let us know your theories. Let us know what you thought of season five and what you're most excited for for season six. Um, we have a couple of great friends coming on for um, some episodes coming up. We've got just season six is so fun. It's so Probably my favorite season. Good. I can't wait. Um, well, season four is good too. Well, we'll see you next time, our little cantaloupes. Little our little candy. I was gonna say our little bitsy man muffins. Oh, that's good. I love it. All right. Bye. bye.